Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to a Skyrimatic podcast where I will discuss my adventures and misadventures through Skyrim. Join me. Add your stories, add your tales. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. And welcome back. Skyrimatic podcast 114. Continuing some uh, roundtable feedback and just general general stuff. So, uh, how have you guys been the past week? <laughs> Marcus, Victor, and Colin again. Just flew by. Just yeah, I was thinking like a blink of an eye, like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, I don't like... know. It was pretty tough for me. I had a long, long week. I had a long trip from my couch over to the desk. Here and, <laughs> uh, Take, just... Taking your top off. Ate a couple of cookies, you know. It was, it was, it was pretty tough. Sounds, sounds brutal. Yeah, it was. Did we get man. a chew by chew account? <laughs> well, there was the chocolate chips, and then there was the apricot slices and stuff. It was, yeah, yeah, it was good. Good cookies. Sounds fruity. <laughs> Not with apricots, they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, right now, Victor is, uh, or currently, Victor's uh, Let's Play is going on with uh, your companions. Um, so, uh, I know a lot of those are obviously in the bank. <laughs> Top secret there, yep. breaking the fourth wall. But uh, how, <laughs> One or two of them. are you still uh, playing that character, or how is that going? Yeah, I still have to finish it off. I mean, I've got, the, you got, we have X number of episodes, quite a few, and then yeah, I've got a yeah. few more to do, so... Uh, um, so yes, I'm still playing that character. He's he's actually one of my favorite characters that I've played in a long time. So I'm I'm enjoying it. That's good. No, I'm enjoying it too. I think I'm up to episode six so far. Yes, I yeah, think that's, that's the latest one. Yep, that was, uh, that's the latest uh, one. Yeah. Um, yes. So. Yeah, I like the the nice long slow play of it. Um, sort of like you know bringing the the character out a bit and then bringing them into the companions and mm. showing why he joined and stuff. Yeah, I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to to bring more story into into this and and sort of add some extra things. That's why I added Arissa in there. She's got a little quest, and uh, I can't remember which episode we sort of do part of her her own quest. And then I think uh, that was six. Was it six? Okay, I think yeah, it was and, six. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a bunch more stuff that goes on and and, and stuff. So yeah, it's it's uh, uh, and well, I won't I won't give anything away. But but there's a lot about this ESF. Uh, mods that's different from the regular companions so uh um and uh yeah anyway <laughs> it's it was a lot of fun to do if i can make one suggestion more dogs <laughs> i was thinking about having lots of dogs yeah. uh just to uh, uh get back at andrew but 
Maybe yeah. a goat. <laughs> maybe a couple goats. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I was thinking, yeah, a goat would be better. Well, um, don't forget a wolf as well to howl in the Yeah, background. yeah, and a wolf to howl, yes, yes. Or a fox to just breathe heavily. And eat a lot of mammoth cheese as you're walking yeah. around. Just, yeah. just constantly pick up mammoth cheese yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I forget, has, has, uh, in episode six, has Malachi uh, finished off the whistle quest yet, or, or is that still going on? No, that's still going. Uh, yeah, that was another little little tiny quest I wanted to throw in there because it's, so, <laughs> it's a fun little thing. So, Yeah, yours is, uh, has much less uh, wildlife going on. I will say that. Yes, it's 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 not wildlife free, but, it, but no, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's got a lot of dying wildlife. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's that's a good point. But sometimes that happens in Skyrim. These these things happen. And, and a few, I, I don't know if, if uh, one through five had, but there's a few uh, sirens in the background. In a few yeah, five. I think five had uh, an, an ambulance. Yeah, sorry about that. I, just <laughs> I could not go back and edit it, uh, and I didn't want to replay it, so I just sort of laid no. it in there. Cops of Skyrim all over I, again. I, I definitely didn't begrudge you for that. I was still quite enjoying it, even with the uh, sirens going off. I've since moved dead from that apartment. Anyway. He's yeah, dead yeah. now. Yeah, I, I moved from that apartment. I'm in a new one, so fewer ambulances, but there still is the occasional uh, siren because I'm about the same distance from the from another firehouse. So, well, it, it kind of uh, adds to the immersion, kind of. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Somebody got in a fight at the Bannered Mare, and uh, yeah, yeah, they're just yeah, uh, you know, they sent the. <laughs> The local uh, ambulance guild out there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I must admit, though, you know, walking my dogs, hearing an ambulance kick off, and I was like, <laughs> hang on a minute. Uh, t- take one of my earbuds out. Yeah, yeah. Turn my head around a little bit. No, no, that's <sighs> definitely, definitely on my podcast. <laughs> oh, I hate yeah. that when you're doing, yeah, when there's something in your ears and you're like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Radio commercials used to do. I always hated radio commercials with like uh, sirens in them or screeching tires or something like that. It it was that's never fun. Yeah, there was a used to be the there was a uh, a docking song <laughs> that had uh, when I was a kid. I used to play it in the car, and my parents would freak out because it had screeching tires in it. <laughs> and when they were driving, like just hmm. shut that damn thing off. Docking. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> this was uh, obviously mid '80s uh, when Dokken was relevant, <laughs> which was, you know, just a few years, a few short years ago before Skyrim. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just lost, I just muted myself. By mistake. <laughs> oh, also, let's plays. We have Pat is doing a New Vegas let's play still, I believe. As a, well, I mean, we're another. Yeah, he has a lot of them in the bank. So yeah, he's still doing a let's play. Uh, if you check out the Fallout feed, uh, he's doing the New yeah, Vegas yeah. one. Yeah, I'm he's doing the uh, whole playthrough. He's so. doing the full playthrough of the game, right? Yeah. Of the main part of the game. Well, he's doing other stuff too, right? DLC yeah. as well, right? Yeah. I think he's gonna yeah. Do yeah. He, he just mentioned he's doing the DLC as well, yeah. And then Dennis is working on some Fallout 3 stuff. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward for that. And uh, Andrew is writing music all month. <laughs> I believe. That's right. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, that's why he calls it. <laughs> uh, Ooh, burn. Do, do you reckon he's going to be having some dogs in the background on his music as well oh he's got to have a dog song with just dog you know yeah with random ambient dog barking noises 
Yeah. Some kind of like cowboy song. Campfire cowboy song. Do you reckon he's going to call it dog shit? (laughs) D-A-W-G. Dog shit. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, his, uh, his bard band got a name. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, I assume. No one that... chose my name. Yeah, I, I mine yeah. either. I thought mine was mine good. Either. Yeah, never mind. Uh, See, I, I even gave uh, I, I gave the first first album name and three songs. Oh really? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. And no, no one. There, I, I heard a little bit of a laughter about it, and nothing else. Yeah, I got. So obviously, it wasn't good enough. I didn't even get a reply. <laughs> so wow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess theoretically I could have replied to myself through the email account, but uh, that wouldn't have been as fun. So, <laughs> so what was uh, your band name? Uh, Riverwood Nightmare Band. If you've ever seen oh, uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, huh. the evil band, which was actually the good band in that, um, was the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. It was an early, it was a like I think it was mid seventies Henson Christmas special on oh, cool. uh, HBO. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a bunch of otters and stuff who, uh, obviously Emmett Otter, who form a jug band and win some money to save their house. <laughs> and uh, the the rock band, of course, is the evil band, and they are the River Bottom Nightmare Band. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I thought Riverwood would work, but uh, nope, wasn't us. Uh, I don't know if they've announced that as of. I know they announced it on YouTube, but. No, it was on it was on the Facebook page. Was it okay? So oh, yeah. Dover Bomb yeah, was, was the, the last episode. Yeah. Mm. What was yours, Victor? Uh, Vampire Dearies. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't that. remember hearing that one. Yeah. Mine was um, was it uh, tinkering with chromatic scale? <laughs> but I sent in two, and they said that wasn't viable. I said tinkering with chromatic scale, and that he's thinking of changing it to. Uh, Dragons Ate My Friend 2, <laughs> featuring Doc Sarana. Doc standing for Daughter of Cold Harbor. But, uh, uh, I like that. No, I didn't, well, I didn't listen to the episode, so maybe they never got my email or something. I don't know. Or maybe they just thought it was so crappy they didn't even want to mention it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go with, because we're part of it, they just they wanted to go from the outside. So we'll just... That's pretty much yeah. yeah. All yeah. of us <laughs> would have won, yeah. but because we're on the shows, they, yeah. they, could, they had to show impartiality. Yes. And, uh, yeah. see, see, my... Sorry. Uh, what, was your, what was yours, actually? I'll do an eat world. Oh, Oh, I like that. I like that. (laughs) Well, I don't know who did the uh, narrowing it down to four, but uh, maybe they just have no musical taste. I mean, I think that was, (laughs) I think that, you know, that's probably definitely correct because I think Andrew was uh, heading that up as well. So (laughs) lately, no music taste whatsoever. Uh... No, no. No, him, I'm pretty sure it's all, I'm, I'm sure Kara and Pat, we're all yep. fine. It was the other two who were the two who were the two. So it's, <laughs> it's their fault. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Well, because they've recorded uh, possibly some episodes ahead, it sounds like Kara's been sick for about a month and a half. So I hope, <laughs> she, I hope she is alive and well at this point. Um, because she's going to be healthy for about three weeks by the time everything's released. So hopefully, uh, hopefully she's doing better. In in the meantime, she's probably gotten over five different colds, and she's gone on to the next one. Yeah, moved on to the next. <laughs> yeah, this time of year, yeah. Com- coming down off of a Nyquil addiction as well. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I I would have expected some kind of. Uh, well, I no no. You know what? Uh, Jeremy's choice got in there, so it has nothing to do with. Being part of the show. I just remembered that because he had the uh, one about uh, that was the reference to uh, the mutation for cystic fibrosis. You know I, what it is? It's because we keep on taking a piss out of him with the muffle boots thing, isn't uh, it? That's true. And Jar Jar, the whole <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar thing probably yeah. doesn't help. Yeah. You probably shouldn't like Jar Jar. That would probably help. Finally, the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, complex because of the ridicule from Jar Jar and uh, muffle. Yeah. <laughs> muffle boots. <laughs> All we need to do now to is... Be, yeah. To be fair, he does deserve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, do you know what I'm thinking of doing is uh, getting a pair of uh, sort of like used boots that look really, really worn and then just writing muffle, muffle in black on pen on the bottom and sending them to him? <laughs> oh, that's excellent. <laughs> I feel like everybody else comes across the muffle boots except for him. <laughs> so I don't – I'm not sure they're that rare. I don't think I've ever really used them, though, because I, you know, with the muffle spell, I don't know if they're really all that necessary. Actually, you know what it is? On every single one of his playthroughs, the muffle boots are left on a set of shelves, and one of his followers, his many, many followers, knocks it off. <laughs> because they're them. so silent, they hit the floor, and he never sees them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fell down behind the bucket there, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> plus, doesn't he always play two-handed with heavy armor? Pretty much. What are you yeah, doing I mean, with the now, muffle? Now he's in light armor and using smithing and oh, that's right, yeah, and and the loot. Oh, that, and the loot. That's true. <laughs> and smithing apparently, and this time it's the first time he's ever been male. That's true. That is yes. that is true. Yes, this is his first male character, I believe, in Skyrim and Fallout, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is probably why Colin laughed so hard when it got pulled out as male. Yes, yep. it was. Yeah. Because he that. deserved that too. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to write into my sheets that every time when Andrew logs in from his IP address, it just always <laughs> automatically a male character. <laughs> Excellent. Always a male character. Why is yep. this working? <laughs> a male Argonian or 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 yeah or something. Yeah. Uh, he's he's going to email me, Marcus. It's broken. I'll be like. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely working correct. <laughs> oh, man. So we will have... Uh, ooh, actually, by the time you hear this, the roundtable will be done. <laughs> but if you'd like to send feedback for the... Uh, what is that? The third set of quests or something like that? Um, you can... It's the... Uh, next set of quests. That is... Will be- is that the third set? Is that the third episode or third recording session? Fourth. Fourth? Okay. Okay, so. Yeah, so yeah, the next one is Alduin's Wall, mm-hmm. The Throat of the World, Elder Knowledge, and Discerning the Transmundane is in there, but it's a Daedric quest, but it's it, it wraps yeah, think, itself yeah. around the Elder Knowledge quest. Yes, you have to get the scroll that way. So if you want to uh, send in feedback for those for the next uh, feedback session, um, probably sometime mm-hmm. end of February, uh, you can do that either to skyrimroundtable at gmail.com or skyrimacpodcast at gmail.com. Either or, it doesn't matter. They both uh, 
they communicate. <laughs> so, yes, so I don't know. So, uh, but yeah, so or for anything else, obviously, uh, just not in. to you. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, they just don't tell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so if you want to send anything for that, um, that'll be coming up uh, by the time this is released in, um, say, a couple weeks. Um, just guessing off the top of my head at this point. Because I assume this will be released uh, the weekend of the 4th, 5th. So. Super Bowl weekend. Oh, that is, isn't it? That's correct. Yep. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Kind of stopped watching. Yeah, well, the Patriots are going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> My wife still watches a lot. It's a weird, weird <laughs> household. She plays fantasy football and watches it all the time. And <laughs> Although we do watch a lot of NBA together, so that, that always cuts into my Skyrim time. <laughs> but uh, anybody else got any uh, random uh, Skyrim or uh, Elder Scrolls thoughts for, for uh, this week in podcasting? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I haven't played a lot since last episode. <laughs> yeah. No, now that I'm over on my PC, I'm just looking at my. I've been playing a lot. Well, no, I've, I've, yeah, I won't bore everybody with Mod Talk. So we'll, we'll do that on Mod Talk. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's still Mod Talk, uh, which, uh, yeah, we're going to, we've been, well, Kyle's been really busy, uh, with his job, et cetera. And then there were the holidays in between and everything else. So we're, we were talking earlier this week and, we're going to record an episode soon. So awesome! So I, I better make sure that I get my uh, submission in for uh, my mod that I used, which was the uh, uh, the canine um, uh, armor. Oh, cool! Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you have any anybody has mod questions or modding related questions, ASA Mod Talk at gmail dot com. Correct, uh, and that's where you will get a, a more expert answer because uh, I know nothing. So uh, it would be much better to email ASA Mod Talk because you will get actual answers. <laughs> Where we, we pretend to be experts. But you, you're more of an expert than me. <laughs> that I can guarantee. <laughs> My answer will be, you know what? Let's uh, wait till Victor's on and we'll ask him <laughs> and uh, see what the answer is. <laughs> yeah I, I think that's one of the like the the pre sort of like you know things on my a predictive text is uh oh we'll wait till victor or ask victor that one <laughs> so, like, i think i just have to put in mod victor and then it just comes up with this like whole automatically pops up <laughs> <laughs> it's true but it's the way yeah. to do it that, yeah because i could answer but it would it would make no sense so it wouldn't wouldn't matter anyway It'd be like an- asking Andrew about any uh, Fallout game before Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Andrew then just sends me a message and asks me. Yeah, I put the baby down, Marcus, and, and get on <laughs> <laughs> get on the microphone and, and, and tell us about Fallout uh, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Did we get any uh, anywhere from that guy that was having an issue with uh, mods on his Skyrim playthrough in the end? Did we get a, a list of any of his uh, mods that he was using? No, then no. nobody sent anything. Ah, oh, see, and I was looking forward to testing it all out, and I set up oh, a, yeah. I tried set up a specific save for it and everything ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We had yeah, emails, but uh, but they were related to the, uh, the 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 current challenge for mm-hmm. immersive wenches. Actually, a very fun one, in fact. So, we'll, mm-hmm. 
have you played around with the uh this is just a xbox mod but have you played around with the one that um shows all the markers like atlas map markers yeah yeah it, not it, on xbox but i've played with it on pc does it work pretty well uh yeah i got rid of it pretty quick though i just i just found it just too much you know, sort of too much clutter chiclet, chiclet candy you know it's uh, like yeah lots and lots of stuff and too many colors and and too many shapes and sizes and things to remember what the heck it is and all uh, that so, yeah. yeah yeah i just so, wanted one that showed all the locations even if they weren't opened up yet I mean, yeah. it's not like any of them are surprised to me at this point. I just, I, I just kind of want to make sure I'm not missing stuff, right? That I kind of know is there, but just haven't been to in a while or whatever. But yeah, I think it would be good if you could, yeah, if you could turn them. I guess you can. There's all there's an MCM in the PC version. I don't know how the the uh, Xbox version works. Um, maybe you just do you go into like the powers menu or something? Yeah, like that? most of yeah. them are through the powers menu. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess you can just turn them on and off at will, but that just seems like too much trouble to me. I just sort of thought this is really nice, but it, I just don't have the the will to to play with it a whole lot. Ah, okay. Yeah, um, I might try I them out. Yeah, it doesn't cause any problems with with the game at all. So yeah, because it's just map markers, basically, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to mess with anything too much since uh, I've had this character for so long at this point. I just want to get through the roundtable with it. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I was updating her mods pretty regularly, and then I thought, yeah, you know, don't. Yes. (laughs) I pretty much stopped updating or adding anything, and I'm just going to try to... Yeah, get through it as is. Because I have had like Colin, where you were like you were talking about. I think last or two episodes ago, or so, at some point, you were talking about the RDO uh, mm-hmm. issues, and I've had a couple of those lockups that I think are related to RDO, where the the audio just goes, you know, and, and uh, just yeah. the whole the whole thing locks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I get it. Uh, my, I think I've had it quite a few times getting on the carriages. I don't okay. know why. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I've had, I've had a few issues with um, dual um, dual wielding spells. Oh, okay. The right hand, like when I go to dual hands, uh, you know, dual cast the spell with both hands at the same time. Uh, a lot of times the right hand won't work. Huh. And I'll have to go in and out and in and out of the menu and, and kind of open everything up again. And it seems to work. But I've, I've noticed that where it kind of sticks a bit sometimes. Um, especially hmm. when I'm trying to cast pretty quickly uh, different spells. Oh, you've got Ordinator and Apocalypse as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, because he slows down some of the uh, spells and how long it takes to cast them. Uh, is it maybe like a I... cooldown time or something? Uh, not cooldown time, but as you're casting a spell, yeah. the animation is a little bit longer on some of the spells. Because uh... I know that Circle of Death spell, mm-hmm. I can only do it one-handed even though I've got dual casting. It'll only let me do it one, uh, like from one hand, and it takes about five seconds to cast. Uh, it goes to the hand, and then it starts moving up and down and swirling, and then it sort of like finally pulls in the spell, and then you can activate it. Literally a good five seconds. You you have to hold it down like like a powers button. So. Huh. Um, In the meantime, Lydia's already killed all of you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> she's walking yeah. off down the road somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, was it? It's um, the, that uh, 
uh, Wrath of Meridius spell. Now that one, you have to go through the uh, the animation of uh, of like uh, activating the spell, and that gives you another spell, and then I have to dual cast that as well, and then that takes again another five seconds, and you store up your energy, and then suddenly, wham! Then it then it com- starts coming out, and they come out in like a big long stream of these like blasts of light. Uh, it's very cool, and it's fucking deadly to undead, but it does take quite a long time to cast. So I think that's just how he has it built into Ordinator of how they uh, they activate the spells. And oh, that makes sense. Because I don't have uh, Ordinator, I have Apocalypse. Okay. So it's probably no. just the Apocalypse things that's causing those spells to be a little bit longer to, to be cast. a little longer. Got it. Huh. I wonder that, because I've, I've noticed, I thought maybe something was wrong with my right mouse button on the PC, because I've had issues like that but so maybe maybe that's an interesting observation and revelation maybe exactly what my problem is yeah because i've noticed it and i i thought i was just and what it must be is i sometimes i'll accidentally cast with one hand and that one's probably not finished when i'm trying to start the other one yeah as a dual wield you know so that that's probably what that is because I've noticed it's been a little little clunky for me. But I haven't really had too many other issues. Actually, that crash I had during the last episode was the first one that I've had in quite a long time. Hmm. I, I don't even remember the last time it froze up on me completely. It's got a lot of hours. I mean, because I spent a ton of time on Solstheim, like, uh, last week and the week before, and didn't have any issues at all. Uh, nothing freezing up or anything like that. Even with like all the reeklings running around and stuff, you know, you can get a lot of bodies over there <laughs> at <Yeah>. once <laughs> doing stuff. Especially, uh, I went through um, uh, Karstag Castle, Karstag, or uh, the Karstag ruins or whatever it is. And yeah, you know, there's a ton of reekling as you're going through there. Hmm. And uh, no, I didn't have any issues over there slowing down or anything like that. So. Oh, I did battle Karstag with the uh, runes, though, and that was really nice. <laughs> Interesting. I laid out yeah, a ton of them. <laughs> he's pretty slow, so yeah. yeah, they would be quite handy. Yeah, I laid out a bunch, and I just ran around, and then laid out a bunch, and then ran around. I'm playing on Legendary, so it took a while, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I did get him. <laughs> so now I have him for... Uh, I'm going to use him. Can you use him in Sovngarde? Is that te- is that technically outside? I think so. Really? You can give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna try it one way or the other. But uh, yeah, because you ha- he can only be uh, called outside. That's the only thing. Mm. So yeah, I, I was like, oh, let me get. I, I happened happened to buy his little cave, and I was like, oh. But then I forgot I didn't have the skull, so I, then I had to go all the way through the other <laughs> entrance and get the skull. So there was that. But or no, the skull's in a different cave, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to go all the way to the other cave, get skull, and then come back. That's what it was. The skull is like way deep down in a reekling cave. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, I had to go somewhere else, go get it, and walk all the way back, and and then go through it. Um, I was like, I might as well get him because I wanted to kind of do everything on as you know as much of Solstheim as I could while I happened to be there. Uh, rather than go back and forth since I'm not fast traveling. That was one thing I was going to say. Um, I don't know what it is. We got you guys and the Dramora merchant. Now, all right, <laughs> fair enough. It's good. All right. 
But there's a million and nine merchants all across Skyrim and Solstheim. There is only one, uh, was it uh, Daedric Butler, in the entire game. <laughs> is that one of the options? Yeah, you can have a Daedric Butler who carries your shit, and he's all like, oh, I can't believe i got to carry your shit all across, blah, 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 and he moans <laughs> like a bitch. Yeah. And it's yeah. awesome, and he's the only one in the game. I've never used him. Yeah, and he just carries all your shit. So he, you can basically, he's a, uh, basically he's a transportable chest. So you can just wow. give him all your shit and then carry it to a shop and then sell it. Although you don't have to go in and out of inventory, so he's maybe not as efficient as the Daedra Merchant. Yeah, but yeah, still true. in all, it's 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 more unique. I yeah. I prefer the the the, the butler. You know, yeah. I've never used any of the other ones except for Black Market, except for the uh, merchant. So I, I probably should try the other ones. Yeah. Huzzah! Once again, Colin, you come up with a, a much better idea. <laughs> <laughs> he does well, always sell Daedric gear, though. That's the other positive. Yes. Yeah. So so there is that. So if you want to buy like Daedric arrows and stuff. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I do get it. I just don't see it as as interesting and as nice as. Uh, I mean, you you could always go with the drum, but that's just weird. Oh, is that what the other one is? Yeah, it's the the drum that beats alongside you. Oh, it would yeah. work awesome for Andrew. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's basically. Oh, Andrew, you got you got to go back and get it. Basically, it's a spiritual drum that follows you around and beats. Oh so you could have a spiritual dr- a ghost drum just because comes out of nowhere while you're playing your loop. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of perfect, actually. And it, and, it, and it regenerates your stamina too, so you can just basically run forever. Oh, that's good if you're doing uh, you know some two-handed weapons and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've never played around with, uh, but you can just go back and change those, right? If you open the book. Yes. Yeah, but you can only open the books on Soulstone. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, I forgot about that. I'm going to have to go back to Soulstone to reallocate my perk points. Thankfully, I have a house over there. Oh, another yeah. thing is uh, I have the you know the richer merchants things. Give everybody 10,000 gold. But um, that does not affect the Dramora merchant. <laughs> he still only has 2,000 gold. <laughs> you suck. So, <laughs> after all that, he still only has two thousand gold. So he's actually now the butler is way more useful now that I know that yes. than he is. So that's uh, why that's why I use mods like trade and barter and uh, trade routes. It evens out the economy very nicely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ten thousand is a little too much for everyone, but honestly, I, I just want to get rid of this stuff a lot of times. Oh, yeah, and I'm totally. building all the houses and all, so you know it's like nice to have that cash around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I'll just buy, and sometimes I'll just go to the Dramora Merchant and spend like ten thousand gold on like a battle axe or something. But uh, <laughs> it's nice when you got a lot of cash; you can buy all the cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he has all kinds of good stuff, and sometimes you find good stuff in the other merchants as well. And it's just like, oh, I'll just buy that and then sell, like, these 85 rings that I made. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, you just can't get rid of that stuff. You're just yeah. stuck with it, you know? Yeah, I've got uh, my selling chest is slowing down and my storage chest of where I'll keep all my cool stuff, you know, all the name stuff, like the Necromancer's Amulet and that. That's all slowing down now as well. Uh, so yeah. I've, usually I spread stuff around and display it, but 
it's too much fun going out and adventuring. So she just comes back and just like dumps everything. Well, there, I got one blacksmith chest, one stuff to sell chest, and one cool stuff chest. <laughs> the cool stuff chest and the selling chest is really slowing down because there's too much crap in all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I set up uh, the four mannequins in uh, the house you get in Solstheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Mirak. Uh, one is a uh, cultist. Yep. Uh, another I did in the Death Brand armor. Hmm. And with the stupid hat. Yep. Yep. Yes, yep. With yep. the silly yep. helmet that does not look like it fits that nice gear. Um, <laughs> yep. Not at all. Not even close. And what was the other one? I think the other one was. Uh, what the, did I put on Nordic carved or. I think it, no, you know what? I think I put uh, Azidals or Azidals yep. here, yeah. except for the boots because, that I'm carrying. Yeah, because you pick it off and use it for your enchanting because you get a 10% boost from yeah. this crap. Yeah, so I put that there so because I have an enchanting table there and all. Um, yeah. The only thing I kept was uh, the boots, obviously, for water walking, hmm. just because uh, that comes in handy. Yeah, it does break, Scott, uh, was it Frostfall a little bit? But yeah. Where I am over in, because I have the same hell as you, got the hell yarking going to and going to solitude is a pain in the ass to yes. walk. But I've just got the carriage, so she jumps her lazy ass on the carriage and gets them to <laughs> oh, go around true, yeah. the river. Yeah, I do yeah. have the carriage too. Yeah, because walking there is a pain in the ass. It's a long way around the swamps. Yeah. <laughs> you have to walk all the way down to bloody, nearly all the way down to Morthal and then go back in yourself. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Avoid to, the river. Yeah, you have to like go all the way down to there. It's it's a long way down. It's... And you've got that asshole that, you know, the little, uh, the boat that you can hire just on the docks right on the opposite yep. side. Yeah. You think you'd be able to throw a rock at him and go, "Hey, asshole, come pick me up, Nope, he doesn't come over. <laughs> no, no, he's eating his sandwiches or something. I'm on my lunch break. Yeah, nice little boat mod would be good, where you just hop on the boat. Oh, just take me over to the docks over there in Solitude, and we'll all be good. <laughs> yeah, there is one. Oh, is there? <laughs> well, yeah. not for Xbox, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, I don't know why it couldn't be ported to Xbox. It's a pretty simple little mod. But yeah. you, you can hire that guy at the boat to take you to, uh, what's it, Castle Volkihar, but it's like 500 gold for him to take you there. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take me to that island. You ain't going to that island. Well, how about 500 gold? All right, but I'm just leaving you the edge and leaving your ass there. I'm not waiting around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cabbie in New York. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You know what? You can see uh, Volk that castle, Castle Volcar, a lot better in SE than you could on the other. I think they've to- taken um, maybe some thingy from Dindalod because ah. you can see a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the object trade has has been yeah pushed pushed out because uh, because the engine can handle it better, I guess. Yeah, because you didn't used yeah, to but... be able to see that from the mainland, and now you kind of can. Oh, you know where I could see it from when uh, Meridia's Beacon when I went up. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I turned. Yeah, I could see some. Thing. I could see some waterfalls and everything when I was doing um, mm-hmm. Meridia's Beacon. So, uh, and plus, sometimes when I turn around and Lydia is running behind me, she's actually like you know disappears sometimes, and then like comes back into focus and then disappears again. So. Kind of strange how something that far away could be in focus, but 
something that's following me running down the road can disappear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah two, I guess two, two different bits of graphic information. There's the LODs and there's the close up stuff. So, yeah. 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 That's, so let's uh, just call it magic. Yes. <laughs> it's FM. But yeah, you can definitely see a lot more in different areas than, uh, than you could previously. Yeah, I just I I forget when I did Meridia's Beacon, but I, I noticed that and I was like, wow, you never you could never see. I don't think you could see the castle previously, um, f- from being up there, and it, it was very clear. It, if you could see it before, it wasn't wasn't clear like this was. That's for sure. Mm. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's right there, you know. It is it is kind of close, but uh, I just wandered into Darkfall. I think Darkfall Cave. That's a. Uh, isn't that part of Dawnguard? <laughs> yes. Okay, I thought so. I'm like, I remember this. But we do have. Uh, we have some feedback from Denver. We're going to play a little bit of it. Let's see. Let's see. Ah, yes, the fourth one. So we're going to play a few minutes of this. Uh, the rest of it will be at the end of the episode. Um, then we'll talk about it a little bit. Hello, everyone. This is Denver and I, uh, from the Facebook group. And I'm back for episode 4 of my roundtable character, Quilius. Uh When we last left Quilius, uh, he was about to head off to Skyhaven Temple. Um, but before leaving, Quilius decided that him and Lydia should uh, get some supplies and maybe craft themselves some new armor. So he headed on over to the Riverwood Trader, where Quilius sold some of his more expensive potions to uh, Lucan, or Lucin, um, and then he uh, bought any smithing supplies he could find there. Uh, then he headed over to Alvor. Alvor? Alvar? Either way, uh, he headed over there and he talked to Alvor about making himself a new set of armor and wanted to see if Alvor had any suggestions. Alvor suggested that Krulius make this armor uh, called Dwimmer Armor. Uh, Krulius had never heard of these Dwimmer, but Alvor said that they are a respected and ancient, mysterious race that uh, were much more advanced than the other races of Tamriel at their time. And he suspects that if Krulius were to make some armor, in uh, you know, some mock armor of the Dwimmer, in the Dwimmer style, that it might benefit him greatly. So Alvor uh, pulled out an old book that happened to have some sketches of Dwimmer-style armor in it. Then he uh, pulled out a small cache of Dwimmer uh, metal that he had been saving, but was willing to part with it for, uh, you know, a little gold and obviously the honor of helping out the Dragonborn, which, you know, Krulius was like, hmm, well, Dragonborn has its benefits. Uh, so anyway, they uh, headed out to the forge, and Krulius began his hard labor of making some new armor for him and Lydia. It took Krulius several days of hard labor, but after uh, you know spending a lot of hard time crafting, uh, Krulius was finally able to produce himself and Lydia a nice new set of Dwimmer-style armor. Lydia seemed very pleased to have some new armor, and Krulius, uh, although he still missed his imperial armor, felt better to be having to have some instead of running around in just some rags. Once done, Krulius gathered some more su- su- gathered some supplies, some food, some uh, some water skins, and he and Lydia, Lydia set out to the marked area on their map. 
which should be Sky Haven Temple. On their way to Sky Haven Temple, uh, Cruelius and Lydia decide to travel on foot. Um, you know, this surprises Lydia because typically they take a carriage. She, she asks Cruelius if he's feeling alright, and, uh, he responds, Yeah, I, I'm just still torn up about being separated from the Empire. I don't understand why it happened. Uh, I thought maybe walking there and taking in some of the nature of Skyrim would help me clear my head. Lydia nodded and said that she understood. Um, on the way there, they had their typical fare, you know, bandits, wolves, spiders, bears, oh my. Uh, and Cruelius also, also spent some time collecting some more ingredients, um, and he started to feel a little better, but honestly his heart wasn't in this whole Dragonborn thing anymore. If, if he wasn't doing it for the Empire, then why do it at all? Cruelius said that that thought to himself that that was selfish and and continued on to his quest, but he really felt conflicted. Um, eventually, they reached the area marked on their map. Upon arriving at the marked location, Cruelius and Lydia uh, crossed the uh, two stone bridges they found at the location. After crossing the bridge, Cruelius and Lydia met back up with Delphine and Eastburn. From a nearby rock outcropping, uh, Cruelius and the gang could see that uh, the marked location was apparently some sort of ancient Nord ruin. There seemed to be what looked like primitive bandits walking around the place. Uh, Cruelius thought to himself that they wouldn't be a challenge at all, and, uh, you know, ordered the party to charge in. He soon found out that these bandits were more than they appeared, calling themselves Forsworn, and m many of them were uh, magically... Uh, gifted. Uh, it was a hard battle, but uh, Cruelius, you know, did his normal thing, stood in the back, held up his shield, and let his companions take all of the brunt for him. Eventually, the last four swarms uh, fell, and they found their way into the ruins. Alright, sorry guys, I think I said that they entered a uh, the uh, ruin itself, but it's actually a small cave uh, across from the ruin. Anyway, once inside, uh, Cruelius noticed that uh, the cave was, you know, kind of dark, damp, really thought to himself, guys, I mean, is this really where the the uh, ancient blades had their secret temple? To which Eastburn responded, yes, this is exactly where we are in the correct spot. We will find the ancient temple deeper inside. Grulius just sighed and said, all right, let's go and the party moved deeper into the cave. About five foot into the cave, the gang was set upon by a couple more of these Forsworn. At this point, Cruelius is getting really sick of them. He, uh, he kind of wishes these guys would just, uh, go away. But, uh, whatever, I guess. In the next room, Cruelius and the gang discovered a, uh, very, very complicated ancient Nord uh, puzzle, and, and it did seem more impressive. It seemed like this this maybe would be the secret hideout of the ancient blades, but, oh man, Cruelius could tell it was going to take hours upon hours upon... Oh, never mind, they, uh, they already solved it. Excuse me, I uh, misspoke. It was actually an ancient Akaviri slash uh, blades uh, puzzle. Either way, I mean, come on guys. 
Skyrim puzzles. You know what I'm talking about. So the game progressed a little further into the uh, cave. As the party entered the next chamber, they discovered the next complicated puzzle that was sure to take hours to solve. Oh, wait, Delphine's saying something. Yes, I, I think we just step on the Dragonborn symbols and we should be fine. Oh, oh okay, so uh, apparently they just step on the Dragonborn symbols and they should be fine. The gang progresses through the room with no problems. As the game progressed uh, deeper in the cave, they came to uh, the top of the uh, small uh, cavernous area that they were in previously, and um, Krulius was actually a little taken aback. They entered a large chamber with a, a large uh, temple-like structure, and uh, in place of a door, there was a massive statue head. It was uh, actually pretty cool looking. As they approached the center of the room, uh, Easburn began to babble on about... Yeah, I do have to say that head in that room is one of the uh, most, uh, I don't know, striking features you come across when you're going through quests. It really is one of the better scenes, absolutely. Yeah. Was it the Remus or Reman? Reman, isn't that his name? I don't remember. If I ever looked up what it was, I didn't know. Is, Is he like the founder of the Blades or something, or...? I think it's Remus. I don't think I've ever looked it up either, actually. But yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's one of those ones that you come across, you're like, wow, that's... It looks really cool when you just that that image. It's very striking when you first go in there. I believe it's actually in the uh, Skyrim uh, texture pack, or the Skyrim pack for um, Minecraft also. I think that head's in there. (laughs) In a Minecraft version. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those puzzles are a little <laughs> simple, but uh, if you don't pay attention, they're hard. <laughs> if, you, if you skip through uh, people talking, you'll be flipping those three stones forever to get the bridge come down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you don't know it's the Dragonborn symbol, or if you, you know, and you just walk across the floor and get killed. But, you know, if you pay attention, they're they're pretty simple. You would expect them to be a little more difficult to uh, get to the temple for the blades at this point in the quest, I would think. A little little more than just... Uh, and they're a little different than the other parts, too. They're not like the normal turning stones and things like that. But he's, he's right. I mean, the the, temp, the, the puzzles in, in, in Skyrim are, aren't particularly hard. No, they're... Overall. Yeah, they're... No. Uh, Puzzles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're even yeah. puzzles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I there think was a, there was some video saying that the the puzzles to get into the ancient Nordic ruins are, are not to keep people out; it's to keep the undead locked away. Mm. So that's why they're not particularly hard. That does make sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to. It's just doors that are locking them in, so they can't get out. So for you to be able to have the the dragon claw and get in, you shouldn't actually be that hard. That would that would be fine, except that the Draugr are in lots of caves without the puzzles. Yeah. So it doesn't. Really... Uh, I guess because the, the dilapidated ruins, so all the caves have caved in. Uh, Raymond ah. Cyrodiil, it was called the Worldly God uh, from the Second Empire. Um, it looks like he was kind of like the guy who. Started Cyrodiil or got named Cyrodiil or named himself after Cyrodiil. Oh, cool. Something okay. like that. So that's who he is, Raymond Cyrodiil. Hmm. 
Oh, that, okay, that makes sense. Something. Or other. I did Some, uh, somebody from the Akavir who, who came to. That's who the guy's head is. Oh, well, there you go. So even now we learned something at least. Yeah. I didn't know. I just thought it was a really cool looking head. I thought it was like yeah. Wizard of Oz or something. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's got the cool animation there as well. So yeah, cut yeah. the hat, the blood, blood seal. Yeah, I do like that. That's very well done. It, it, it's one of the few cutscenes that you actually get to see. That and I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any others. Don't God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The end, right? Yeah, you got the yeah the one that the, where you push the hand to lift the sarcophagus out. Yes, yes. And it goes spike goes through the back of your hand. That's right like, for the blood the for the fuck? thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. I'm going home. Fuck this yeah. shit. <laughs> that's right. Forgot about that to get to what you call it. Yep, yep. You know, it doesn't matter about dragon fire or anything else, but a couple of spikes in the back of the hand, you know, fuck it. <laughs> That's, right. That's just peevish, all right? There's a thing about being evil and sort of like, you know, the worst thing of history, but actually being like, you know, a little bit on the on the peevish side. Now, I ain't putting up with that shit. Yeah. It's like getting beaten up by your older sister. You know? <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Oh, man. Especially when you're 35 or so, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, she's 12. <laughs> she's 12. <laughs> I know it means older sister, but, you know, younger sister's uh... even worse. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited to get back. In. I, I love uh, the Forgotten Vale so much. I really want to get back there again. It's been a long time since I went there. And actually, the last time I went there, I wasn't, uh, I'd never activated the dragons, so I didn't even get to battle the double dragons. Those are fun, yeah. Yeah, that. that's a good fun, fun battle. Yeah, you know, especially if you have someone helping you. But the ice coming through the ice there—that's pretty cool. And the last time I didn't get to do that since uh, they are not there. If you don't start the dragons, <laughs> they, they don't pop up. Yeah. But I really the the veil is just such a nice area. Can you go? Back there, you can't go back there, right? Or can you? No, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can go back. I don't think I ever have gone back afterwards. Yeah, you. Um, I think you have to go all the way through Darkfall Cave again, though. I think is that what it is? Okay, that's why. But you can once you get there, you can travel through the Way Shrines. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can hop from place to place through the Way Shrines once you have those all opened up. Yeah. Yeah, I always I always lose my way when I'm trying to find all those. Oh, uh, I know. I do too. I I tend to forget. Like there's one that's relatively close to when you first get into the open area, mm-hmm. and I tend to miss that and then have to go yeah. all the way back. Yeah, yeah, it's like up the hill and to the right or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. the same one I miss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, actually, you don't have to go all the way through Darkfaller Cave again because once you do all the quests, that opens up the way shrine that Gelabor is standing outside. Yes, so you can teleport through that one. And go through to all the others all across the Vale. So, because yeah. yeah, I think I went back to get all the uh, the paragons. Oh yeah, the little yeah. the amethyst and the the diamond and the sapphire things. I think you get them off the frost giants. Yep, you have to kill the frost giants. The frost giants seem so nice compared to the other giants. So I feel bad killing them. <laughs> 
Just think Karstag. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, he's not so nice, is he? Yeah. Uh, but he is on your side after you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I've never done the whole uh, uh, Palantir, Fabergé egg, whatever the heck those, those things are, uh, um, quest line and received the, what is it, a shield? I forget. It's a shield, right, that you got um, in the Forgotten Yeah. Mail. Yeah. Yeah, in one of the locations you get uh Oriel's shield, yes. Uh, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, I, I had done it previously, uh when I got them all. That was that was a while ago though. I haven't done it in quite a while. I yeah, think... I think Gopher did that late in his playthrough. He shifted from the spellbreaker to Oriel's shield, I think. I mm-hmm. think he, if I remember correctly. Uh, that was a long time ago though. Oh, I need. I mean, to he had he had extra light mods as well. So his Dawnbreaker and his Oriel <laughs> Shield gave off uh, like magical light, so he didn't have to use like a torch or anything like that. He just right. equipped oh, uh, wow. Dawnbreaker, and it would just light up the cave as he was walking along with it. Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll... not many people can do it, but fucking go for it. Is <laughs> sort of like you know. <laughs> Master modding stuff. And he, can sort of like, <laughs> he can pretty much do whatever he wants. Yeah, really. Like, yeah. He's got, um, in Fallout New Vegas, they've got this really cool armor. Well, it's called um, Veteran uh, NCR Ranger armor. It's f- absolutely fucking awesome. It looks really cool, mainly because of the, the overcoat jacket with the huge uh, collar on it, and it's like brown. It's got bullet holes in it, and it looks really cool. He's yeah, you managed can have to doilers and everything on it as well. Yeah, and he he's managed to be able to just take the coat off the armor and then put it on different types of armor. So he still has the uber cool cool coat, and then able to put it on other armors that are on his body part and his leg parts. Yeah, nice. For somebody like me to be able to do that, they'd have to wait for a modder to be able to make each individual ones. But whereas he's a master modder, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. And it's a pain in the ass because you watch his stuff and you go, oh, I want my game to be that cool. But <laughs> it just, ne- just never, <laughs> never gets get there. To- Give me enough no. practice, Colin. I'll try for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a list. This is what I want to look All right. Okay. You're going to be as bad as Andrew now, aren't you? Yep. This is my nipple color, uh, left eye discolor, <laughs> right eye color. Oh, uh, this oh, is dear. where I want the, the gray patch of I, hair. I take it my black nipple beard. color predator pink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, I'm going to have to cut it short because I I've got to uh, go and sort out little one. Mm. Let my uh, missus have some time to chill out. <laughs> Sounds so, good. So um, I'm going to disappear. <laughs> good luck with that. All right. <laughs> Great job with you again, Marcus. Can't wait yeah, till next and, time. <laughs> I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yep. Enjoy. Oh, dear. <laughs> Cheers. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. I guess we could wrap this up anyway. Yeah, let's um, get in there. So we... Uh, Stay tuned for a little feedback at the end here uh, from Denver, the rest of uh, the one from this episode that we played. Uh, and, of course, if you have any feedback, send it at gmail.com, roundtable feedback, skyrimroundtable at gmail.com, and then just you can check out all the other shows over at uh, asapodcasting.com. 
maybe by the time this comes out, we'll have the uh, new Facebook page up and doing the Facebook Live stuff. Um, just haven't had a lot of time to sit down with that yet. So <laughs> I was going to do it today, but I literally ran in the door and opened a Hangout and did it. So, <laughs> so I didn't have time to set it up. But uh, it, it seems pretty simple, and I think I had worked the bugs out mostly with running the audio through my phone. So. Oh, cool! It's just weird that you ha- it, it's. I think you can only do the live events mobily, so I kind of got to run them through the phone, which is weird. But I can also, you know, do YouTube at the same time through the computer. So, uh, but yeah. they're it, changing all kinds of stuff with the Hangouts, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. It's nice to have the Facebook Live thing because uh, it's just easy, and it, you know, it pops up and shows as if people are on Facebook, and they can just hop in, you know. Yeah. Whereas YouTube, you kind of have to search it out. So we're hoping yeah. to start doing that. But, um, you know, life and stuff like that. Yeah, life. <laughs> life takes time and figuring out these simple things takes time. So. Yeah, it's a bit of a bitch. <laughs> uh, all righty. That's been uh, episode 114. N- no trolls in the YouTube chat in this second episode. Been amazing. It's an amazing thing. So it is. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh talk to you next time. Good night, everyone. Later, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Skyrimatic. You can find all of our contact information, YouTube channel information, as well as other shows over at ASAPodcasting.com, including our newest show, The Fallout Feed. Special thanks to Claire Lafar for the show's artwork. You can find her stuff at etsy.com slash myafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And a thank you to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable open and close. You can find him on YouTube or iTunes. Just search Dan Bull. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, later, everyone. Uh, deeper in the cave they came to uh, the top of the uh, small uh, cavernous area that they were in previously and um, Krulis was actually a little taken aback they entered a large chamber with a a large uh, temple like structure and uh, in place of a door there was a massive statue head it was uh, actually pretty cool looking as they approached the center of the room uh, Eastburn began to babble on about Oh, the Akaviri, the very ancient and mysterious. They must have had a very complicated puzzle to keep out any non-Blades members. If only we could figure it out, maybe if we think back to the very beginning of time. As he babbled on, Cruelius has felt his eyelids begin to grow heavy, and uh, decided he would... Uh, suddenly lay down for a little nap. Unfortunately, on his way down, uh, Carulius clipped a rock and uh, and a little bit of blood seeped out of the wound and into the strange symbols on the floor, and, wow, magically that happened to activate the gate. Esbern exclaimed, Whoa, Carulius, how did you know this would be how to open the gate? Carulius said, uh, Well, it, uh, it must be something with my uh, dragonborn natural abilities. I just, uh, I just happened to figure it out. Uh, anyway, let's let's continue on. So the gang uh, moved into the new opening in the uh, the uh, ancient temple. They entered the final chamber of the Skyhaven Temple and found 
what looked like a banquet hall, uh, complete with a giant mural that seemed to depict <coughs> Arduin in the past, present, and future. Uh, Trullius was amazed by the sights of this hall. Easburn, of course, immediately went running over to the wall to try to translate what it might say. Just a quick aside here, guys. For some reason, in the past, I've never explored the uh, Skyhaven Temple. But this time around, I found an awesome blade sword with a unique enchantment on it, and a full set of blades armor. I never even knew that stuff was there. Anyway, moving on. My bad. As Krulius rejoined uh, Eastburn at the wall, Eastburn began to ramble on about, Oh, the ancient Akaviri is so small. They had so many mysterious ways. They must tell us how they defeated the Do or uh, Alduin. Uh, as he babbled on, Krulius tried his hardest. He really did to stay awake. Unfortunately, uh, there was a comfortable chair nearby. Krulius sat down and, and fell asleep for a... Uh, uh, unknown amount of time. Upon awakening, that uh, Lydia was happy to fill him in on what Eastburn had talked about. Lydia basically let Cruelius know that uh, Eastburn had discovered that a shout was used previously to uh, rip uh, Alduin from the sky so that he could be harmed. Um, Delphine then approached Cruelius and, and told him, Oh, we're looking for a shout. Where will we ever find such a thing? Do you know anyone who may know about shouts here? Um, Cruelius responded. Yes, uh, the Greybeards are pretty good with their shouts. And uh, maybe, maybe if I go back up to the Greybeards, they can, they can bore me to death, but possibly teach me this shout that they, uh, that they once used to take down Alduin. Uh, Delphine at this rolled her eyes. Oh, well, if you're already part of that cult, I guess you can go ask them for help. But, uh, really, you should stay away from those guys. Uh, Krulius thought to himself, Well, if the Greybeards are a cult, what exactly are the Blades? But, anyway, he rolled his eyes, sighed, and said, All right, I guess I'll head back to the Throw of the World. Come on, Lydia. And the two of them uh, left the uh, secret hideout of the Blades, Sky Temple, to head to the Throat of the World. On the way out of the Blades Temple, Cruelius uh, decided to uh, get Lydia to stress test the new armor they had found in the temple. Uh, he put a chest, the chest piece of the dwarven armor on and let her uh, hit him full force with her axe, which, uh, you know, knocked him out for a few minutes. Um, but uh, once he came to, uh, he was like, okay, now let's try the Blades armor. Uh, so he put that on and had Lydia take a swing at him again, but this time it, he, she was only able to uh, make him stagger a little bit. So Krulius decided, huh, well, there goes all the freaking hard work I did on that blades armor, or on the <laughs> on the dwarven armor. Oh, well, I guess I'll just wear this blades armor I found. Yeah, I guess it's pretty cool looking too. Uh, so Krulius went ahead and strapped on the blades armor, and uh, then they exited the temple to head to the throat of the world. Uh, Lydia, Lydia and Krulius began their uh, long journey back to the Throat of the World, uh, of course encountering the usual fare, um, and uh, on the way there they decided to stop into Whiterun and uh, sell a couple of the uh, things they had picked up on their way uh, through the Forsworn camp and uh, grab some supplies, and then they headed back out to the Throat of the World. After leaving Whiterun, uh, Lydia and Krulius made a, uh, another hard journey uh, across Skyrim to the town of... I forgot the name, one second. Sorry about that. Iverstead. 
Uh, so uh, once there, uh, they began their uh, climb of the 7,000 steps. Again. On their way back up the 7,000 steps, Corellius ran across, uh, well, another freaking frost troll, uh, ice wolf, uh, ice wraith, and just all kinds of unpleasant things. Uh, luckily, Lydia took most of the blows for Corellius as he, uh, you know, did his normal thing, stood in the back, and tried to shoot fireballs around her wherever he could. Um, eventually, they reached the top. Corellius was freezing, so he forgot his pleasantries and just barged right into uh, the Greybeard's Hall. Uh, Corellius found, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Hold on one second. Uh, was it Arangir? Uh, Arangir the Greybeard, uh, sitting in his study, uh, Corellius approached him and told him that he had, uh, met with the Blades and that they had found their way into Sky Heaven Temple and read the prophecy from the, uh, Alduin's Wall and that they had told him he would need some shout that the ancient, uh, Nords had used to, defeat Alduin once before. Uh, Arangir was very unhappy with Corellius, saying things like, How could you go to the Blades? They're terrible. They're absolutely horrible. Uh, and then stuff like, Our leader Parthenox would not approve, but now thanks to these darn Blades, they'll have to, you'll have to go talk to him, because he's the only one who might know. How could you? And uh, then he was like, Oh, Corellius, we'll have to teach you a shout so you can get to the top of the mountain. Corellius is like, Oh, jeez, just get on with it already. I'm so tired of hearing your old man voice yabber at me. Uh, so he followed Arangir uh, to the next chamber to learn this mysterious shout. Uh, once outside, uh, the Greybeards imparted their knowledge of the clear skies uh, shout to Corellius, uh, and which by the way, is my favorite shout ever. I use it constantly. Easily the best shout ever in the game, hands down. And Krulius likes it too, thinking, huh, now I'll never have to walk through a, another shitty stormy day. I'll just shout at the skies and make it beautiful. Um, so anyway, then they uh, told Krulius that he would need the shout to make his way up to Parthenax uh, at the top of the mountain. So Krulius, uh bidded them adieu, and uh, turned around to begin his journey up the mountain. Uh, Corellius had a very difficult time uh, making his way up to the top of the throat of the world. Uh, he had to face such perilous feats, such as uh, howling winds that immediately sapped his strength and en energy, uh, and dangerous, uh, well, I guess ice snakes is how Corellius would describe them, that would uh, snap at him and, and try to tear off his uh, flesh. Um, by the end of it, uh, Lydia ended up carrying him like a small child of the last uh, couple hundred feet. But uh, eventually they reached the top of the mountain, and there they saw a massive ancient dragon which Corellius immediately hurled a fireball at. Luckily, Parthenax was able to bat the fireball aside as if it was child's play and told uh, Corellius, Come, my child, I am the, the leader of the Greybeards who you seek. Corellius uh, slowly lowered his uh, flames in disbelief, uh, but cautiously approached this ancient dragon. Once Corellius uh, had chatted with the uh, dragon for a few moments, he decided to jump straight to business and ask Parthenax how he could uh, defeat Alduin to teach him the shout Dragonrend. 
uh, or um, Parthenax uh, responded that there are formalities that must be kept first. With this, he shouted at the dragon wall that was at the peak of the mountain and engraved a new word upon it uh, and asked Cruelius to learn the word. Uh, he told Cruelius that the word would allow him to breathe fire like the Dova. Cruelius was like, Freaking sweet, man! I'm gonna burn some things! Uh, uh, <laughs> so he quickly learned the shout and then, uh, uh, approached uh, Parthenax again. Parthenax then asked uh, Cruelius to uh, use his new shout on him uh, to greet him as the Tova would. Uh, Cruelius thought this was a little weird, but he uh, was excited to test out his breathe fire shout. Uh, so he gathered all his strength and spoke the word he had just learned, shooting a ball of fire right into Parthenax's face, who didn't even seem to feel it, or... In fact, seemed invigorated by it. Cruelius had a long conversation with Parthenax, much of which was over his head. Honestly, Parthenax went into a lot about philosophy and history, and just a lot of things that Cruelius has no interest in. In the end of it all, uh, Lydia was happy to sum it up for him, saying that basically Parthenax said to learn the dragon wrench shout, Cruelius would have to actually go back in time and witness the shout being used, and the only way to do this would be to go find something called an Elder Scroll, and then bring it back to the top of the mountain, where he could open a rip in the uh, time wound that is there to uh, go back and witness the shout being used. Cruelius could hardly believe this. I mean, really. But uh, after getting his head around it for a few minutes, he asked... Uh, Lydia, if she had uh, any idea where to find an Elder Scroll, she said she didn't, so Cruelius figured he'd go to the two wisest, most babbling old men he knew and see if they happened to know anything about it. So he headed back down the mountain to see Arangar about this uh, Elder Scroll, and if he didn't know anything, he decided he'd make the long trek back to Skyhaven T Temple to talk to Easeburn. Uh, so they set back off down the mountain. After another harsh journey back down the icy hellhole of Skyrim that they had just come up, um, they reached High Hrothgar once more, and Krulis went inside to speak to Arangar, or Arangir, about uh, this Elder Scroll. Krulis uh, approached Arangir, and uh, Arangir's advice was, no, of course I know nothing of this strange uh, Elder Scroll, but the mages of Winterhalt may know such things. You should go visit them instead. Cruelly uh, said, Alright, thanks, old man. I guess I'll head off to this Winterhold. Could you uh, maybe show me on my map? Uh, so Arndir pointed out Winterhold, Cruelly thanked him, and off they set off again, back down the mountain, and and far, far to the cold, blistery north to uh, Winterhold. Uh, once Cruelius and Lydia made it back down to the bottom of the third of the world, without much trouble, since they had just slaughtered their way up it, uh, Cruelius quickly flagged down the nearest farmer. Lydia asked him what he was doing, he said... Uh, Lydia, I'm tired of walking all over this damn place. We've been walking all day and all night and all day again. I'm taking a damn carriage to Winterhold. Screw this Skyrim. 
Lydia said, no. Martha, do you want me to carry you? He said, no, no, Lydia, I wouldn't want you to, to strain your arm muscles. We might need them later when we're fighting something that you'll have to take care of for me. Uh, so they flagged down the nearest uh, farmer and hitched a ride to Winterhold in exchange for some gold pieces. For once, Cruelius didn't have to be woken up at the end of their carriage ride, as his eyelids were frozen open due to the extreme cold. Cruelius uh, rubbed his eyes to try to warm them up the best he could, and he and Lydia hopped out of the back of the carriage to enter uh, Winterhold to, uh, so they could see the mages in the, in the College of Winterhold about this mysterious Elder Scroll. As Cruelius and Lydia strolled through the town of Winterhold, Cruelius was a little taken aback by the state of the town. He turned to Cru- or, I'm sorry, he turned to Lydia, and he asked, "Lydia, what, what happened to this town? It it looks terrible." Uh, Lydia responded, "My thing. Rumor has it that the College of Winterhold uh, somehow destroyed most of the town years ago, um, but no one's really sure." Well, that's terrible. I'm, I'm sure the mages are capable of that sort of thing, but why would they destroy a town that is around uh, their own college? Either way, it's a pitiful state of things. We'll have to see about this. Uh, with that, they uh, approached the bridge that seemed to lead to a tall building resting on an island of rocks where presumably the rest of the town once had been. Uh, they were stopped by a woman standing at the bridge. The woman's name was Feralda. She uh, said she was there to test people to see if they were worthy of entering the college, and that if Cruelius wanted to cross the bridge to enter the college, he would first need to show her a spell. Cruelius thought to himself, hmm, what if instead I show her the voice? So, Cruelius took in a deep breath and shouted right in the woman's face, his new clear sky shout. Uh, unfortunately, it did knock the woman on her butt, but in return, it stopped the blizzard that was going on at the time, so Cruelius thought it was a pretty fair display of power. The woman, Feralda, stood to her feet and dusted herself off. Uh, she then told Cruelius, Wow, what a display of power! That literally made me weak at the knees. Of course you can enter the college. I think we would have a lot of fun studying you. Cruelius began to blush a little bit, but uh, he nodded and decided to follow her in. On the way up to the gates, the woman Feralda seemed to be doing her best to impress Cruelius in return, occasionally stopping to shoot a tiny ball of magic at these uh, pools of strange liquid, which then would emit a tall beam of blue light. Cruelius was a little impressed, but uh, he would never tell her that. Once inside the college, Cruelius was impressed by the architecture, and was immediately approached by an elderly uh, dark elf by the name of whoops, uh, Savos Aran, who uh, immediately uh, told Cruelius he had heard about the fact that they had the, uh, the legendary dragonborn visiting and that he would love to have Cruelius join the college. Cruelius politely turned him down, saying that he was on a more important mission, but maybe one day, if time permitted, Cruelius might come back and explore a little more of this college's secrets. 
Now with that, he asked the headmaster where the library was so that he may speak to their uh, librarian about this mysterious scroll and see if he had heard anything of it. Uh, Savos pointed him inside and up the stairs, so Cruelius left and uh, went to find the librarian. As Cruelius approached the librarian's desk, uh, he was surprised to find uh, the cutest old orc he'd ever seen. Uh, Cruelius was actually a little nervous to speak to the strapping orc, but uh, he gathered up his courage, cleared his throat, and, uh, and asked the orc for his attention. Cruelius told the old orc that he was searching for something called an Elder Scroll. The orc laughed and said, How do you even know what an Elder Scroll is, or are you just somebody's errand boy? Uh, with that, Cruelius was a little peeved, but uh, he said calmly, uh, I am the Dragonborn, and I was sent here to find this Elder Scroll. It's very important for the fate of the world. You would be wise not to upset me. Uh, the orc kind of snuffed at him and said, Hmm, if you're the Dragonborn, I guess I could give you a little knowledge. Wait here, I'll get you everything we have. And with that, he got up out of his chair and began to search around his little arcanium for information on the Elder Scrolls. Cruelius waited patiently, although he was growing quite bored. After what seemed like an hour, the orc finally uh, slammed down a couple books on the desk for Cruelius to look over. Uh, Cruelius, of course, asked Lydia to look over them while he stood around and stared at his feet. Uh, finally, uh, Lydia reported back that one of the books didn't really seem to help much, but the other one seemed to be written by some madman, and that maybe if they could find this madman, they would learn more about the Elder Scrolls. So, Cruelius turned to the orc and asked, You heard her. Where is this madman that wrote this book? And the orc gruffed and, uh, and said, Oh, that's the work of Sigmund Cygnus, uh, He's uh, the world's master on Elder Scrolls, but, uh, well, he's been missing for a while. Last anyone saw, he was heading to the north on some ice shelf. Said he had found some ancient Dwemer artifact. Who knows? Uh, we'll probably never hear from him again. You're always welcome to go search for his body, if you like. Corellius sighed and rolled his eyes. Great. Now I have to go off into this hellhole of Sky... or, um... Uh, of Skyrim's ocean, and hop along icebergs trying to find some old-ass man to see if he happens to be still alive to ask about this Elder Scroll. Great. All right, Lydia, let's go. Yes, my thing. So, with that, the two of them headed out of the college and set out north across the icy waters of Skyrim to search for this uh, Sigmund Cygnus, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually Septimus Cygnus. My bad. On their way into the oceans of Skyrim, uh, the pair were, were able to mostly avoid the icy waters by staying on small iceberg uh, bridges and little uh, sandbars. Although there were a few moments where Cruelius had to have uh, Lydia carry him and her strong Nordic arms to keep him from getting any of Skyrim's frozen piss on him. Uh, but to return the favor, Cruelius did notice uh, Lydia eyeing a couple of 
uh, fat slug-like creatures on the shore of one of the um, sandbars, which she apparently called horkers and thought were very delicious. So, Corellius roasted a couple for the pair, and they had themselves a nice little horker meal before continuing their journey. Eventually, they found a iceberg that seemed to have a small cave inside of it, which um, might be a place that someone, uh, an old Elder Scrolls master, might hide. So they headed inside. The pair lucked out inside of the cave. They found what seemed to be a kooky old man worshiping or praying over a giant uh, bronze bronze box of some sort. Uh, Cruelly said, no, this must be the guy. Let's head down there and talk to him. So they approached the old man and spoke to him. After Cruelius hailed the man, the man began to just babble incoherently. Uh, Cruelius couldn't get a word in edgewise, so he began to just loudly repeat, Elder Scroll! Elder Scroll! Elder Scroll! Elder Scroll! Eventually, this seemed to trigger something in the old man's mind, and he had a moment of clarity. What? You want the Elder Scroll? I know where that is. Here, take these things, and I'll mark it on your map, and then you can go get the Elder Scroll. Yay! Cruelius shook his head, but decided to take advantage of the moment of clarity, passed his map over to the old man, and grabbed the two objects the man was offering him. Uh, with that, they headed back out of the icy cave and towards the marked location on their map. The pair arrived at the marked location on their map after traveling across the icy piss of Skyrim, the frozen waste of Skyrim, and fighting many of the snowy monkey men of Skyrim. Um, once they arrived at the marked location, it seemed to be some sort of ancient ruin. Uh, Lydia corrected Cruelius, saying, This is actually a dwarven ruin, my thane. Cruelius just stared at her blankly until finally she said, Let's uh, go inside, I guess. Alright, sounds like a plan. So the pair uh, searched around until eventually they found a way into this ancient dwarven ruin. Once inside, the pair discovered that these ruins were seemingly nothing more than an icy cave at first. As they made their way through, they also discovered that this icy cave must not be a friendly one, as every five feet or so there was about four gallons of blood spilt all over the place. Um, they just kept their guard up and headed deeper inside. Eventually, they entered an area that was less icy and more stony, and seemed to have these strange bronze pipes flowing back and forth everywhere. Corellius was actually a little impressed by this new location, and uh, they even discovered that it seemed to be warm down here, as if there might be some sort of hot liquid flowing through these pipes. Corellius was very pleased, and a pair of them headed even deeper. Soon the pair began to fin find a small, statuesque, um, spider-like creatures made of the same brass the pipes were. They didn't seem to do anything, but Corellius did enjoy looting them for some choice materials, like uh, rare gems and oil that he thought he could use in his crafting and alchemy. While looting one of the bodies, it suddenly sprung to life and latched itself on a Corellius, uh, attacking it with tiny or attacking him with tiny metal claws, Cruelius panicked and ran full force into a wall nearby, smashing the thing and knocking himself out temporarily. When he came to, uh, he just shook his head and said, 
Well, Lydia, we'll have to be more careful if there's things like that around here. I mean, Christ, what is wrong with your homeland? Lydia just shook her head, and the pair headed deeper into the ruins, now keeping their guard up even more. As the pair progressed further, they discovered that these uh, arachnid-esque uh, metal creatures seemed to pop out of uh, pipes every five feet or so. Uh, Curlius was not liking this job already, and who knows how far he'd have to go before he find, found this Elder Scroll. He found himself hoping that somebody would have stashed it in some chest just near the entrance. Uh, but it doesn't seem like they'll have any such luck. Soon after that, the pair was attacked by what seemed to be a uh, skooma-crazed Khajiit. Uh, Krulius tried to shoot a fireball at him, missed, and then promptly began to run around the room until uh, Lydia was finally able to sink an arrow right into the Khajiit's eye. Krulius just shook his head and said, Well, of course the resourceful Khajiit would find uh, a place like this a cozy den to, to do their skooma in. Uh, well, you know those Khajiit, they're lovable skooma heads, all right. That he looted the Khajiit's body, and they continued further into the ruins. Further in the ruins, the ruins suddenly seemed to become more complicated, with larger pipes, gears, and uh, even lanterns of strange blue light here and there. Corellius was impressed, but before he could get uh, too lost in the views, uh, two small balls seemed to come bouncing out of a couple of nearby pipes, Krulius just stared at them a moment until the top suddenly opened and out came a humanoid um, brass figure who immediately began uh, attacking Krulius with a bladed arm. Krulius screamed for his life, shot flames in the thing's face, and ran in circles until Lydia was finally able to cut, catch up and cut the thing to pieces with her uh, new sword they had obtained back at the... Um, oh, shoot. Well, you guys know, the, the place where the blades hide out. What is the Skyhaven Temple? There we go. Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, Krulius turned to Lydia and asked, What the heck are these things? Seriously, who were these dwarven people, or, or dwimmer, or whatever you call them? Um, Lydia responded, My thing, they were an ancient and very advanced race. Uh, have you really never heard of them? I mean, didn't you attend any kind of school? They're, they're pretty widely known. I mean, their ruins are scattered all over Tamriel. No, I didn't go to school, Lydia. Do I look like some kind of nerd to you? <sighs> anyway, these Dwimmer must be insane to have built such strange contraptions. We should keep our guard up in case we find any more dangerous ones. Uh, and with that, they headed deeper into the ruins, so uh, now watching out for spiders and balls. You know... Typical things you have to watch out for in a ruin. Whoa, just a quick aside. Uh, I just found out just having a flame spell in your hand now is enough to set off gas in the air. <laughs> Almost lost Krulius and Lydia down here. Uh, anyway. As the party continued deeper into the ruins, they began to stumble upon all kinds of chests full of very interesting and useful crafting ingredients and gear. Uh, one such chest had a very obvious trap in front of it, but... Uh, you know, Krulius isn't the brightest guy in the world, so he ran right up to the chest, flung it open, and immediately caught a uh, bladed Dwimmer spear to the face. 
Luckily, his helmet was in the way, and it merely knocked him on his butt instead of killing him. Uh, Cruelius just uh, panted heavily, stood up, and stepped on the trap a second time, catching the same spear in the same place on his helmet. Finally, Lydia pushed him aside, carefully stepped over the trap, and pulled all the useful items out of the chest for him. Uh, he just nodded his head gruffly, and the pair continued on. Sorry, just want to let you guys know about a interesting glitch I just had. Uh, for about the past uh, three or four minutes, I had activate door in the on my cursor, even though I hadn't seen a door in quite some time. I just thought y'all might find that interesting. Deeper in the ruins, uh, the pair came across these uh, pistons uh, placed precariously on the edge of a deep ravine, uh, seemingly meant to push off unwary uh, adventurers. Luckily for Cruelius, Lydia simply took him by the arms and instructed him when to walk and when to not. Otherwise, Cruelius surely would have fallen to his death. Deeper inside the Dwemer ruin, uh, the atmosphere seemed to grow uh, more dank and dark. Uh, soon, the pair began to see what seemed to be weapons and armor made of insect parts and piles of eggs, uh, well, insect-esque eggs everywhere, uh, Cruelius turned to Lydia for an explanation, who told him that the insect parts and eggs were from an insect called a chorus, which was a sure sign that a race called the Falmer must be living down here, which apparently isn't that uncommon. Um, Cruelius just thought to himself, great, more strange uh, races and creatures in Skyrim, as if it didn't already have enough. I'm sure this pair will be real fun to deal with. With that, they uh, continued deeper into the ruins. Soon thereafter, the walls of the Dwemer ruins seemed to fall away and opened up into what seemed to be a ramp spiraling down into the darkness. Uh, gods only know what might await them down there. As the pair continued deeper down into the dark um, ruins of the, or the dark Dwemer ruins, uh, Cruelius got to discover what exactly these Chorus and Falmer were for himself. As he ran from the horrible creatures and and watched Lydia fight them, he thought to himself they would be more accurately described as the skittering black stink bugs from Oblivion and the creepy old man impersonators. Uh, Cruelius just shook his head and lobbed another fireball, watching the last one burn to death. Quick aside, Lydia somehow managed to teleport to the very bottom of the area the two of them were in, and then promptly brought all of the enemies in the entire area all the way back to the top to meet Cruelius. Uh, so the two ended up uh, bunkering down behind a door and uh, just waiting for someone to open it, burning them to death, and then closing it again until eventually they sifted through every Falmer, Falmer in the area. As if the Dwemer spiders weren't enough, the pair was actually set upon a by a giant frostbite spider at some point during their descent. Uh, Cruelius's distaste for these creatures is so great that he literally climbed onto the corpse and roasted it until he passed out from exhaustion. Lydia just sighed, rolled her eyes, and threw Cruelius's limp body over her shoulders. 
and then uh, the pair continued deeper into the ruins. While exploring further, the party was suddenly set upon a by a giant brass golem. Uh, the thing began to shoot uh, steam from its face and swing around a massive hammer. Uh, Cruelius did his normal thing, ran, shot fireballs, hid behind his shield, yelled for Lydia to save him, and eventually, with some hard work, uh, they managed to take the thing down. Soon the party f uh, ran into a pair of fellow adventurers who seemed to be arguing about who would be stealing whose glory. Uh, before Cruelius could get a word in edgewise, the pair started to kill each other, so uh, he decided to sit back and watch. Uh, once the uh, one of them was claimed the victor, uh, Cruelius just simply walked up and, and threw a fireball into their face, finishing them off. Uh, he then promptly looted both bodies and began to search the room for a way to progress deeper, as it seemed to be a dead end. After watching Cruelius struggle for a few minutes, Lydia finally spoke up and said, My thing, uh, didn't that crazy man give us a couple of objects and mention that one of them may be a key? Cruelius thought to himself, Well, yes, I suppose he did, Lydia. What's your point? Well, my thane, it does seem as if this pedestal in the middle of the room might have a slot that maybe one of those objects would fit into. Just the thought. Cruelius glared at her, but finally decided to walk over, and he attempted to put one of the objects into the hole. Uh, when it didn't work, because clearly it wasn't the right shape, he tried the other, and... Magically, a uh, staircase seemed to appear, leading deeper into the Dwemer ruins. Once they reached the bottom of the staircase and exited uh, through another door, uh, they found themselves in a wide cavern, deep underground, which was very beautiful and seemed to be lit up by glowing fungus hanging from the ceilings. There were also giant glowing mushrooms growing everywhere. Cruelius was speechless by these sights, um, but uh, after taking it all in for a while, they decided to head further into this deep, dark place. Um, Lydia mentioned that she may have heard rumors of a place like this called Blackreach. Uh, Cruelius just nodded, and they both carried on. <laughs> just another quick aside, I happen to give Lydia a couple stabs to hold on to, specifically two stabs of fireball, and it has just turned her into a little fireball-throwing turret. It's hilarious. Nothing can even get close to her, because she just throws about a 50 fireballs per second. It's awesome. Anyway... As the party progressed through this black reach, they had to overcome many skittering black stink bugs from oblivion, old man impersonators, and living dwarven statue assholes. Eventually, after checking tons and tons of dwarven ruins, Cruelius finally found a lift that seemed to go even deeper into the earth. Cruelius figured if there was going to be an Elder Scroll hidden anywhere, it must be down in this one, so they took the lift down. As the pair entered the ruins at the bottom of the lift, they found a massive room filled with a just slightly less massive dwarven spear of some sort. Cruelius thought to himself they had certainly found the right place. After searching the room, 
the pair of them found a elevator that appeared to go all the way back up to the surface, which the Krulius thought himself would be handy if they can ever figure out how to get this Elder Scroll. Uh, Lydia seemed to find a journal of some sort on a skeleton, and then she told Krulius after reading it that she knew how to do it. She asked him to hand over the cube, and she quickly went to work. After Lydia played with the machine for a while, moving things here and there, eventually a massive crystal descended from the ceiling and opened up. Inside, Krulius could see it. The scroll. He quickly approached, grabbed the scroll, and shoved it into his pack. Krulia grabbed the lexicon and uh, put it into hers. And with that, the pair left for the lift back out to Skyrim. On the way back to the college, Lydia mentioned that uh, Septim Sigmus may want his uh, strange cube back. Krulius uh, said that he didn't have time to worry about that, and if Lydia wanted to return it, she should go ahead and do it. So, they split ways temporarily, Lydia off to return the cube, and Krulius off to the college. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not going to the college. He's actually going... Um... Right, to the throat of the world. My bad. Anyway, after a few days go by, uh, Lydia and Krulius meet up once again in the town of Iverstead and begin the long climb up the quote-unquote 7,000 steps once more. This time, while making their way up the steps, the party had a pretty uh, easy go at it. No creatures, no nothing, until near the uh, top, near High Hrothgar, suddenly a dragon swooped in to attack the party. Uh, Krulius thought to himself that the thing must have been able to sense that they were getting close to destroying his master, Alduin. It was a hard battle. Uh, Krulius actually did not hide behind Lydia for once, but stood strong as the dragonborn, shouting word for word with the dragon and hurling fireballs. In the end, the thing finally crashed to the earth and, uh, you know, rapidly decomposed, letting Krulius absorb his soul. Uh, Krulius felt felt very proud of himself, Uh, and then the two of them continued their journey to High Hrothgar. The party finally reached High Hrothgar without any further incident. Uh, once there, Krulius and Lydia decided to uh, rest for a few hours before continuing to the top of the throat of the world. Alright everybody, this concludes episode 4 of Krulius's journey uh, to save the world. I hope you all enjoyed listening. I just hope you had a good time and thank you so much for listening to asa podcasting and uh thanks for all the hard work you guys do you're all awesome um and i hope everybody has a good day and i'll see you next time happy gaming judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.